What is up, everybody? Um, welcome back to When It Rains It Pours. Um, this is episode 7, and we have a special guest today. Thanks for joining us today, Ethan. Uh, do you want to tell us a little about yourself, uh, what you're doing now? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, of course. Um, so, hey, guys. Um, my name is uh, Ethan, and um, I'm a currently a second-year uh, biochemistry student at SFU. And really glad to join uh, you three guys today and anybody who might be listening. And we'll, uh, we'll see what happens, I guess. Uh, thanks for that really nice and warm introduction. So coming into your second year, uh, especially due to COVID, it must have been really, really weird, right? You know, having your first, first year being a pretty normal year and uh, in that university, and then your second year just being this really drastic change. I mean, how did you adapt and uh, overcome these challenges that faced in your way? Um, I think for me, at least, uh, the challenges weren't as difficult as other people. I, I know there's people at university who have to study elsewhere in different countries and different time zones. And for me, because I live in the same, you know, relatively the same area as my university, um, when there's live lectures at like 10 a.m., it's 10 a.m. for me. So it's really easy to get into this uh, similar schedule. However, I know that there's challenges for other people who are around the world and their lectures may be at you know 1 a.m their time we're at 10 a.m our time so uh for me the challenge wasn't to wasn't actually attending lectures or anything like that i think the challenge was that because things were going online there's no class to actually have to attend and basically then you actually have to be more accountable for your own studies because nobody's actually there's no class to go to it's just more the studying is more self-directed so you'd have to be really self-motivated into keeping getting on track keeping on track and making sure you don't fall behind yeah i agree with that and uh, i definitely think that uh, some some people thrive in that kind of environment where it's self-directed and they're learning at their i would say they have more freedom to learn at their own pace as as compared to maybe attending lectures uh, do you think you uh work better in that environment or do you wish that you know you were back uh back in the normal uh, normal schools like normal lecture and normal classes like that? I think for me personally, online is, I enjoy online because in live, in-person lecture, when you're actually attending a lecture, once the lecture is over, you can't really replay the lecture or anything again. So you'd have, if you don't get anything, you'd have to ask your prof during their office hours after lecture. Whereas when it's online and the videos are all recorded, if you didn't understand anything, you could just go back and rewatch the video, go back and rewatch the video. And I think that's better because it allows everybody to, as you said, learn at their own pace. And I think that's more beneficial for, at least for myself personally, I know it's benefited me because if I didn't understand anything, I could just rewatch it. And if I didn't, if I still didn't understand it, I could always shoot my prof an email and take things from there. Yeah, I agree. But I definitely think uh, at the, you know, at the university level and the high school level, it differs a bit because uh, I know, uh, some high school teachers aren't exactly as tech savvy or maybe as intuitive with the with this new new kind of technology and this new ways of learning. Um, kind of brings us back to the moment where you know um, we had that last episode of Erica and dealing with online school at home and like managing to deal with some teachers not being able to record and you know being not very tech savvy. So. It kind of reminds me of that, honestly. Yeah, and um, you know, it's almost—it's all—we're already in the new year, you know, twenty twenty-one. Like, uh, it feels like almost yesterday that we kind of went on spring break, or everything kind of halted. 
And uh, believe it or not, uh, a lot of university applications are due in the next couple of days. I know there's a couple of big universities nearby that uh, have their uh, due dates set on January 15th. So I'm sure lots of lots of seniors throughout, throughout the nation are scurrying to get in their last reports, you know, tune in their drafts and make sure their essays are top notch for uh, their, their applications. Uh, Ethan, do you have any tips for them maybe? Or like, you wanna share your story on how you managed to get into the university that you're at currently? Um, yeah, so basically for any seniors who are currently applying right now or have the deadlines soon, um, I definitely make sure that make sure to remind them what the deadlines are because, you know, it's very easy to miss deadlines. And in addition, I'd make sure that, you know, there's still a couple weeks left until uh, deadlines are due. Make sure that they obviously are dedicated to what they want to go into and make sure that they know um, that they're committed to what they want to study because college university trade school no matter which route you take um it's definitely going to require a lot of work from you and a lot of time and i would urge seniors to make sure that you know obviously applying there's a rush to apply and it's it's a frantic time for sure but i would also say that uh i would advise seniors to just make sure that you know deep down they're not applying to this school or applying to this program because someone told them to or they want to be like someone but rather that it's truly something they feel they can dedicate themselves to for the next however many years that their program will last. Yeah, and, and echoing that what you said about the last part about, you know, being true to yourself and not listening to what other people say, like, um, I definitely think that there's a ton of pressure from, especially us, because we have Asian parents, to especially pursue post-secondary uh, post studies. Um, Caitlin, Nick, do you guys get any of those pressures often, or how's it go? 100%. It's always like, yeah. you know get into a good school, get a good job, have a good life. That's basically what it is. But we all know that not it's not all the time where it works out. So it's hard to tell yeah. since we are grade 11 right now, but we'll know when that time comes to us. Might be a little challenging for some people and not very challenging for others. Uh, Kaylin, uh, what do you think about this? I also agree with Nick. I feel like my mom wants me to go into doctor stuff and like nursing stuff because my cousin's doing it, but I don't really want to do that. And even if I did want to go into something that I really want to pursue in for like the rest of my life, it doesn't make a lot of money. So there's no win there. Yeah, I agree. But um, speaking personally, uh, I know money is something and finances are something that's really talk talked about, you know, uh, especially when you're little, like, you know, I th I'm assuming all of our parents have told us, you know, make sure you always save X amount of money when you get paid so you don't end up homeless or something. Yeah. Or but maybe that's oh, yeah. being a bit extreme, like saying that you'll be homeless. But I definitely think uh, we've been taught to, you know, be financially savvy uh, from a very young age to manage our finances as well. And save your money. My parents, always, my parents always say make more than what you spend. So... Always make more money before you spend your money to make sure also, you can live that life you have right now. And also spending your money wisely. Exactly. Not, not making spend, those. Spend, spend. Not making mm, those. I, bad I definitely agree with that. Decision. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, but you know, with certain careers making a lot of monies, uh, making a lot of money, like maybe being a doctor or something like that, or maybe a lawyer. Um, those, uh, you know, those. I would say maybe idealized uh, occupations tend to have a lot of after hours. Like as a lawyer or an attorney, you'd definitely be putting in lots of extra hours behind the scenes, you know, 
put reading over uh, reading over things for your client, making sure everything's good for the trial. Especially as a doctor, if you're going into maybe a surgical background, you know, uh, surgery uh, surgical rooms, operating rooms open very early in the morning, <clears throat> upwards like five and six in the morning, and you know, and uh, you have to be there late at the hospital as well for any accidents or emergencies that might happen. Uh, later in the day so i think you know with those idealized you know maybe like oh you know these these uh, med school law school uh type of uh, occupations there definitely comes a, a balance between the amount of money you make and the amount of free time that you have in your life yeah um so what you said ivan is uh, definitely correct i think there's a lot of careers out there that people definitely idealize or strive for but I think a lot of other, a lot of people should also make sure to understand the opportunity cost of pursuing those types of careers. Obviously, you know, as you mentioned, uh, a doctor or a lawyer, well, if you're a, for example, let's just say if you're becoming a physician, that's typically four years of undergrad, four years of med school, and then two to three years of residency afterwards. But student, people also have to understand that there's an opportunity cost going to university for x amount of years costs a lot of money and that money being spent in school is also a trade-off because students that are in school aren't going to be earning as much money as people who are out there working nine to fives every day so yes it's true that you know once you graduate as a doctor or as a lawyer you will make pretty generous amount of income there's also a cost that comes with it which is the amount of schooling you'll have to go through and the amount of time that you'll have to spend instead of working and making you know however many amount of money you would get you'd have to spend that in school studying for quite a while takes all that time just to get to that one place that you want to get yeah but i think if you're dedicated and it's truly something you want to do you definitely can get there yeah i definitely agree with you but um speaking back on the time uh i heard my dad say this uh, i think multiple times before that he says that you aren't paid for your work, you're paid for your time. And that time is the most valuable commodity in this world because no amount of money can buy time. So like Ethan said, four years of undergrad, four years of post, uh, four years of graduate school, and then another, another, two to, another two to four years of residency. That's a lot of time. And by the time you're finally, you know, maybe a certified physician, you'll be in your late thirties or early thirties, you know, is, you know, is making all that, is making us, uh, is, is making that sizable income really worth sacrificing your basic, basically all of your 20s to be studying? You know. Exactly. I think that's what factors into the opportunity cost. You're trading off, you know, time you could spend doing other things, maybe things that are more enjoyable for, you know, time spent in school. But I think that also goes back to the original point of, you know, staying true to what you desire out of your schooling. If you're really dedicated to, you know, I want to be a lawyer, I want to be a doctor, and I'm dedicated to, I'm willing to sacrifice all of this, you know, time that I maybe spend doing things more enjoyable to be this one thing that I really want to, then it's definitely worth it. And I definitely think people should go for it if they are truly that dedicated to what they want. Yeah, I agree. And uh, having a, maybe a plan or an outline, maybe five years or 10 years from now is a great way to, you know, help plant your steps. Uh, maybe it might seem a bit daunting, be like, oh, I want to... I want to become a physician, but not having, not knowing the steps in between, you know, that's a bit difficult. Um, Plan know. it out. Just, you know, you need, you should always have a plan in mind to think, oh, I'm going to be this. Okay. So you got to find out, oh, how are we going to get there? And you're going to basically, you know, you just want to make sure you're not 
lost, you always want to get that help you need if you need it. And, you know, always have an outline. Like, for myself, I even have one on certain things I want to do and certain things, or like certain schools I'm trying to get into, right? It, it sounds really cheesy and all, but like, I think it'll pay off in in the end because you knew what you were doing and that you weren't confused or anything to a point where it's like, oh, I give up, right? You get it done now, you won't have to get you won't have to do it later. And so okay, but it saves time. what if you don't know what you want to do? Then that's, that's, that's like when you spend the time to think. I think, I think if you don't know what to do, um, I think definitely like, you know, it's simple. Like you just start with the, maybe a piece of paper, you know, write down your interests and you know, what you could see yourself doing and definitely do, do a lot of research. I know that, you know, even if you're in your senior year, there's still a lot, not now, but if you're going into your senior year, I think there's still a lot of time to look around what you want to do, where you want to go, especially if you live in a big city uh, or a country where there's a lot of opportunity, lots of schools you can go to. Um, I think there's lots of opportunity for you to just search online, see what you want to do. And eventually you sort of can come to a conclusion about where you want to go or what you want to apply towards and take it from there. Yeah, I agree. Um, taking the taking the smaller steps to find out what really interests you, you know, maybe even if you're not maybe if you're just a bit interested in something and you still decide to pursue it in post-secondary there's no real guarantee that you'd like the profession right um you know uh i've seen uh, i've talked to a, a colleague a friend of mine recently and he recently uh, dropped out of a, a, a engineering school to pursue business uh, because he really he thought it was true calling um he originally entered engineering uh because his family wanted to he comes from a family of engineers so of course you know his family would of course want him to pursue i guess like the family tradition of being an engineer but you know uh being an extroverted person he uh, really really wanted to pursue business and he's doing it so i did but again i definitely think it takes a lot of courage to you know say that oh you know this isn't fit for me you know he was already two years in i think so he was already almost halfway done he truly wanted to uh do business so he decided to yeah that's good i think definitely also one of the things that get missed in terms of high school to career is the amount of work and the amount of time um credit to your friend uh for you know seeking out what he wanted to do i think that's a great thing to do and i think that's what a lot of people should do you know it's very easy to say i want to do this i want to do that but taking the time to research into what work you're going to have to do how many classes are you going to have to take what are those classes going to cover in terms of how to get to graduation is definitely the hard part in terms of researching what you want to do and i think some people don't do that enough um, and they end up, you know, making a mistake and then going in and not really knowing what to do. But I think if people take the time to research, number one, what program they want to go into and then number two, how much, how long it's going to take, how much work it's going to entail and what they're going to go over. I think they definitely, um, it'll end up being that more people will be studying the things they love to do and going towards a goal that, they want to pursue as well yeah i agree and um definitely with the researching part you know uh, certain programs are only in certain locations in in, in our country so you know if you really want to become let uh, let's say an airline pilot pilot like nick does you know <laughs> there's only certain schools he here and there that offer those kind of programs you know it's not every it's not a dime a dozen maybe it's yeah 
Uh, only maybe there's only a select few programs in each region. So our region yeah, that's correct, and that like, yeah. that's why um, always never assume that oh this school has something this school will always make sure to get up to date, do your research because programs are shutting down here and there. You know some programs may not be popular at, at certain schools, so they might shut them down. And some programs, you know, some schools may be starting up new programs. So always do your research, always stay up to date. You never know um, if. So a certain school offers a program you might like and you never know uh, what schools might not I would say our region is it's pretty good with all of these things um, except some programs aren't there when you need them but you know that's when um, going and traveling to another school is when that happens so yeah moving away from home could be hard for some people obviously oh that's for sure and you know it's like, oh, what am I going to do without my parents? Yeah. Because they've been a few. Think, I think that's like. when, that's part of, I think, growing up. Definitely uh, the people that definitely move away and study abroad, you know, in a different country, different state, different province. I think it definitely teaches them a lot about, you know, the responsibilities. You know, there's not going to be someone to wake them up in the, every t in the morning, never. Oh, yeah. Not going to be someone to tell them to eat, tell them to study. So I think moving, studying abroad, studying out of state, out of province. I think it definitely teaches you um, the responsibilities of an adult um, as opposed to, you know, if you're living by at home and things like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I definitely agree with that. Uh, I feel like many people are, I feel like there's a stigma based around like, oh, you know, after high school, you're, you're an adult now, so you should theoretically have everything, have everything figured out. But realistically, that isn't really the case. And I think what Ethan's talking about, you know, moving away from home and being forced to grow up, quite literally in the sense that, you know, you're on your own now and uh, nothing can help you or nobody can help you. And I think it's a, a great way to, you know, to actually grow up. Uh, yeah, you definitely learn a lot about, you know, because if you move to a new area, you know, it's not, for example, if I'm you know, living in LA, growing up in LA, and then I moved to New York to go to school, you know, the city that I've always known, you know, I have to learn not only about myself and, you know, the responsibilities I now have as an adult, but I also have to learn to adapt to adulthood in a totally new environment that I'm completely un unused to. So it definitely teaches you a lot in that sense as well. Yeah. And, you know, there's always those fears and anxieties that's like, oh, I'm going to have to what Ethan said, adapt to these places because you don't know anything. You know nothing. Unless you've done your research then, but still, it's, it's different. Yeah, but also this comes in pack that, you know, research as well. Research always gives you an idea. If you don't know anything, research is always good because it gives you an idea. But also to know that an idea is definitely different from the event actually happening. It's definitely different. It's um, challenging for some people. And, oh yeah, you know. definitely. But if you know you can do it, you can get there. Obviously, if you try your best. Um, but Ethan, um, what are some things that you like would have wished you knew while you're in high school? Um, I think one of the biggest things I wish I knew in high school, looking back at it now, is definitely the adjustment between high school and university. In university. I'm sure a lot of people who have done summer school, it's one month and you're doing like three, four, five lessons a day. Basically, I think the difference, I wish I knew that was the difference in teaching between high school and university. In university, 
um, professors, they just, they go through like 50 slides in a single lecture, which is only about, at my school, only 50 minutes usually. So I wish I knew about the pace because it's very easy to fall behind. And once you fall behind, it's very, very difficult to catch up. So the main thing I definitely wish I knew was definitely the pace of the teaching in university compared to high school. Again, a big thank you to Ethan for coming out today, you know, uh, being an alumni of our school, it was super good to have you back and come onto the show. It was amazing. So again, I just want to give a big thank you for Ethan to volunteering his time to come out. So yeah, do you have anything to say before we sign off? Um, yeah, I'd just like uh, people to know that, you know, um, never be afraid to follow your dreams. And, you know, if you work hard, yeah, you'll get there. Absolutely, 100%. Wise words from Ethan. Yes, I agree. So again, thank you all for tuning into the to this latest episode of When It Rains It Pours. Uh, it's been a, it's been a great time. Uh, thank you again for tuning in. Uh, all right, bye bye. And we'll see you next time. Have a great day. Bye bye. I just want to give a big thank you to our executive team for the planning and production of this episode. A big shout out goes to uh, to the production team: Brandon J, Brendan S, Brendan B, and Jeffrey. Not to forget our wonderful editors, Elaine, Connor, and Ryan for writing the script. Also, I want to give a big thank you to our video editors, Daniel and Andy, for compiling all the clips. And our secretary, Chris, for helping out behind the scenes. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, at VT Podcast Club, and make sure to check out our social media manager, Winnie's new posts.